welcome to the Present in the Pain podcast, a weekly show that looks at the experience of pregnancy and child loss through the lens of the Catholic faith. I'm your host, Eileen Tully. This is the Present in the Pain podcast, and I'm Eileen Tully. And once again this week, I am joined by my husband, Patrick, and we're going to be talking about the third sorrow of St. Joseph. We're doing a series on the seven sorrows of St. Joseph that started in March, which was the month of St. Joseph, but we got a little sidetracked with some snow and some sickness going around the house. And so now we're back on track to uh, talk about the third sorrow for this third week in the series. And the third sorrow of St. Joseph is his uh, witnessing the circumcision of Jesus. We know that when Jesus was eight days old, he was circumcised as was customary for the Jews at that time. And it says, uh, when eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Luke chapter 2, verse 21. Um, so I thought I would see what kinds of things you wanted to say about this one. What we've been doing so far is sort of putting ourselves in St. Joseph's place as or just doing the mental thought experiment of putting ourselves in his place for all of these different sorrows and imagining what St. Joseph was feeling at the time and using that to sort of relate to our own experiences of suffering and loss. So Patrick, what did you think about this sorrow? Well, at a starting point, you can certainly appreciate that um, any witness of your child suffering is hard to take uh, for a mother or a father. So um, I think we can extrapolate from Joseph witnessing the circumcision of Jesus that um, he witnessed his son go through something painful. And I think... um, that's never an easy task as the father of, uh, four sons, you know, I can certainly uh, appreciate not wanting them to suffer. And, um, you know, there was a, a beautiful reference. I think, um, again, the book, as Eileen said, uh, is befriending St. Joseph by Deacon Greg Kandra. And, um, you know, he, he draws out the point, uh, the cry of this child was a sign of life, but also a reminder of suffering and hardship. What would he have to endure? So, you know, it's really, uh, causing Joseph to, to think through the life to come for Jesus. So, uh, you know, momentary pain, uh, uh, something that'll heal, uh, relatively quickly, but also the realization that, um, Jesus is human and, you know, life is, difficult. Uh, life is, is going to come with, with hardships. And I think it's the foreshadowing that, uh, at least Deacon Kandra projects that St. Joseph is thinking at the time of the circumcision. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, when I was reflecting even on Mary's sorrows, the seven sorrows of, of, um, Mary, for me, that parallel was her witnessing Jesus carrying his cross. And it just reminded me so much of her seeing him suffer too. So because it was something that just Joseph asked his father had to do. And, 
you know, it kind of reminds us that he was, you know, the one who made the, this rule from for circumcision was God himself. Like it was part of part of the rules that he established in his covenant with Israel. And so, you know, this suffering, it was just a foreshadowing kind of of what God had called Jesus to do or God God had a plan for Jesus that included his suffering and it started here and because St. Joseph was was not able to witness Jesus dying on the cross, this was his taste of that witnessing of his child suffering. And it's, it is one of the hardest things that any of us does as a parent, like any parent does. And it's so painful, but we also know that it's something that God calls us to in this human life. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to say in, um, this uh, meditation on the third sorrow, uh, it's utterly uh, insignificant in the face of the loss of a child, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, and so I don't want to suggest that we're extrapolating out that uh, there's an equivalency there. But this is where I think it, it got profound for me. And, and uh, it's not lost on me that we're in the midst of Holy Week as well. Um, in the first few days of Jesus' earthly life, we see a foreshadowing of how that life will end. Again, I'm reading from um, Deacon Kendra's meditation here. Um, With flesh pierced and blood spilled, the cry of the newborn joins the cry of the crucified, Eli, Eli, lemma sapachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So this really hit me on Palm Sunday um, because I think, you know, it's it's the dark night of the soul, right? And I think so many saints uh, go through this where they feel abandoned by God. Um, they feel disconnected, uh, adrift. You know, they feel like uh, they've been devout and faithful uh, toward God, and they're not feeling that response, right? So that, to me, was very equivalent. To the devastation of losing a child because mm-hmm. you don't think that God would want that for you. Like, like why would he allow that for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really pers- pushing through that is ultimately what it means to live a life of faith because on the other side of that is the fullness of God's love. And I, I personally believe that those dark nights of the soul are necessary for us to to fully embrace God and show him our faith in him. Yeah, and you know, while you minimize, you know, maybe we minimize the the comparison between circumcision and like ultimately Jesus' suffering or even ultimately our our child who died, right? Like this circumcision is just such a small really injury and in, in the face of what ultimately was like a terrible suffering or a terrible death. But still, if we can put ourselves in the place of St. Joseph, many of us watched our children suffer before they died, right? Like it's one thing to have to have a miscarriage and to maybe you know that, you know, it's it it's heartbreaking that something has befallen your child and that somehow they did not survive in the womb and then to then 
watch your wife maybe go through the experience of miscarrying, but you're not actually witnessing the child suffer. But And we had that with a few of our children. But what we had with our daughter Bridget was that she was alive and in the hospital and suffering before she died. And so, um, you know, that, that was just one of the most painful things for us. And, and we know that other fathers witness that in their children too. And maybe you felt that, that sort of abandonment or that separation from God during that time. Interestingly too, I just, I sent you, (laughs) I sent you a, a, text. Did you read that bit about St. Joseph talking in the Bible? Because you're, she's nodding his head. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I just read today this interesting thing because I, I believe that it's at the circumcision ceremony that the father pronounces the name, right? So because I'm just recalling um, J- John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, um, Elizabeth and yeah, Zechariah, he was a priest and he was made mute by an angel um, who was telling him about Elizabeth going to have a son and he his mouth wouldn't be opened again until he said that his name was going to be John. And he said that at the circumcision. And so um, I was just reading an article today that said, do you think Joseph didn't say any words in the Bible? He did. And I was like, you know, of course we're doing this. And Patrick and I actually just started a consecration to St. Joseph this week. So we are, you know, I just feel like every, I see St. Joseph everywhere I turn, but there was this article that I saw that, you know, of course piqued my curiosity because we are doing this podcast on St. Joseph too. And it just said, while you know, while there's not like actually a quote from Saint Joseph, we do know that the one we do know at least one word that he spoke for sure in the Bible, and we it, the article is just saying that we can know that because when the angel when the angel appeared to Saint Joseph, he told him that he was to give him the name Jesus, and he was explaining what you know what was going on with Mary, as we talked about in the first sorrow, and. And so now we know that it was at the circumcision that they asked the father, what is the name going to be? And of course, to just think like that we know for certain one word that Joseph said, and it was the name of Jesus. So I thought, I just thought that was such a beautiful reflection that you sort of, you know, just put these pieces together that I just thought was so neat because whereas Deacon Kendra is sort of painting the scenarios here and trying to imagine what Joseph was thinking and feeling. This was like a way that we knew, oh, there is one one word that we definitely know that he spoke because that was the role of the father to do for the circumcision. So what other thoughts do you have maybe on this and how we can follow Joseph's example when we do feel that sort of like abandonment or separation from God or just wondering sort of why would he make us or our child experience this kind of suffering? Yeah, I mean, I think it does go back um, in my mind to the desolation that you feel uh, in the midst of a child's death. And I'm reminded of a beautiful quote that I heard recently from um, Peter Kreeft actually uh, said it at the end of... um, a commencement speech he gave at Steubenville, I think last year, but the, he was quoting um, Mother Teresa 
um, and, and the quote was this, God did not put you in this world to be successful. He put you in this world to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And so really um, putting all of that into perspective in the midst of the death of your child, let that faith carry you through and, and stay on that path of faith. Because even when you're not feeling it, even when you don't get any reciprocal benefit, even when you're uh, you know not feeling emotionally fulfilled, in fact, the opposite, stay with it because God is there. And, and God is asking you to walk that path of faith to be fulfilled in him. Yeah. And it's so like, that's called consolation that we feel um, when we, you know, what's one thing that happens and I talk about this with women in my retreats that sometimes, even if you had a lifelong relationship with God or you've been a Christian your whole life or a Catholic your whole life and you experience this loss, you like suddenly your relationship with God sort of changes. And for me, I just felt like I don't even know what to say to you right now. Like I just going to church felt like I was sort of just going through the motions. Like I, I knew I needed to, I like, I I still believed in him. I still believed everything that he said, but like, I felt like our relationship had been torn a little bit or just like there was something between us and it was, I didn't feel close and I didn't feel warm and I didn't feel like I could just talk to him and ask him for things because I had just talked (laughs) and asked him for like the biggest thing ever in my life. And his answer was no, (laughs) you know, like for this healing for our children. And then it was just like, well, now, like, how am I supposed to even just pray regular prayers after like totally pouring myself out in desperation and having you say no, I sort of felt, I mean, distance is an understatement. It just felt like there was <laughs> there was just a void. And when, when we talk about that and we think about what the saints experience as or call, referred to as a dark night of the soul, it's, it's sort of that same feeling like I'm talking into nothingness when I'm, when I'm saying prayers, like when, like the experience of going to church isn't giving me like a a feeling of like connectedness and growth and joy and, and peace. It's, I just feel numb or nothing. Like maybe you're feeling that and, and wondering if, you know, you're alone in that. You definitely are not. And so, but what God allows us to sometimes go through is, the removal of so those those feelings that we have where like when we're doing the right thing or we're going to church or we're praying and we feel like boy I really felt like God was speaking to me today or I felt like I got something out of this message at church and I really just felt like kind of filled up spiritually by my experiences sometimes he removes them from us and it's sort of it's called a desolation because our constellations are removed and he, it's sort of like he doesn't want us to just be dependent on those feelings. He wants us really to de- be dependent on him regardless of what we're feeling. And that is that is where that faithfulness really comes in no matter what no matter what you're you're feeling like if it feels like God abandoned you the fact is that he's told us over and over again in his word that he will never leave us that he'll never forsake us that he is with us like he's near to the brokenhearted 
He is always with us and always working everything for our good. But sometimes, even when it doesn't feel like that, if we can say, okay, it doesn't feel like it, but I'm going to take you at your word and lean into that and trust it, that's that faithfulness that we that he's looking for from us or that even grows us in holiness. Amen. Well, that's all we have for you today. It's kind of a shorter episode today. And I hope that if this... Um, series has been helpful for you or is being helpful for you, that you will consider coming over to the community and leaving a comment or just um, even just leaving a comment on the the podcast episode itself uh, just to, or, or a question, any questions that you might have that we can answer for you for this series. But we are both wishing you a blessed Holy Week and... Um, as we're coming close to the Triduum, I, I pray that you will just r- be freshly made aware of the fact that it's the suffering, the suffering servant, the suffering Lord that we have who, who is so near to us and so understanding of our pain and our sorrow. And uh, also that his going through that suffering and rising again is what makes it possible for us to be reunited with our children. God bless. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please consider hitting subscribe and leaving a review so that other people are better able to find it. Also, if you're interested in becoming a supporter of the show in any amount, it would be helpful for maintaining the podcast hosting and production costs. Thanks for prayerfully considering that.